0: A.G.'s Convos We gon' show you how the world goes A.G.'s Convos We gon' show you how the world goes A.G.'s Convos We gon' show you how the world goes Take a look at the world We living in it, it's falling apart the and guns But don't show hard Sometimes time to a conversation Let that be a lesson be the in the when you change oppression, links us together And he told me weather, red, blue, black, or white We can fight better, it's A.G. combos, pay attention Make mix, break chains. yeah, that's the mission I said, yeah, that's the mission A.G. combos, we gon' show you how the world goes
1: What's up everybody welcome back to another episode of ag's convos i believe this is what 68 yes sir episode number 68 we are back in the gb entertainment studio it's me ag and mr kenny schmidt what
0: up doe <sighs> what's happening man Not much man just trying to live life man it's it's crazy but hey yeah it's been a It's been a crazy week, dude. Mm -hmm. It's been a real crazy
1: week. I guess I'll get into some of it, but I want to make sure that everybody's in a good headspace right now, man, because I feel like there's a lot of craziness going on out here in the world, man. And, you know, we've been working on something pretty crazy for about the past year now. Yeah. And it's kind of coming to fruition, man. And, you know, what was it? probably four months, we just kind of sat here and twiddled our thumbs trying to figure out how this was all going to come about, man. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the last four weeks has been kind of gung-ho. I don't think I've slept for more than about two hours and more than about in in
0: at least two weeks. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, it's been crazy. But, uh, you know, the the last 24 hours have been crazy, man. And, you know, I saw this Red Table Talk, um, you know, not that I watch it,
0: you, you I'm, watched it. I'm not, no, This is
1: actually the first episode that I've watched from top to bottom. It was only like 35 minutes. But, oh, okay. Uh Jada and her table talk team were talking about fentanyl. Oh, really? Which is pretty interesting, man. man. And you know, I mean, obviously I know it's out there. I've heard of it. I, I kind of got an idea as to what it's about, but I didn't realize how aggressive it was. Oh no, it's aggressive. Yeah, so you in the medical field, so I figured, and I don't know, I'm hoping that you don't get a bunch of vets coming through the door with fentanyl overdoses. I'm hoping that's not the situation. Oh no, I mean,
0: I don't, I don't work in that realm of of the the, uh, hospital, but um, I'm pretty sure they get they just do of it. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, that was one of the things that kind of took me by surprise. Not just in this episode, you know, just kind of investigating the subject a little more deeply. Um, I mean, it's like eight to 80, mm. you know what I mean? Victims, you know, either unintentional or intentional victims of fentanyl exposure, because it's in any and everything. It takes micro doses of it to be fatal. You know what I mean? You don't even know when you're ingesting it half of the time. Yeah. And then the way it kills is like, huh, you know,
0: yeah you don't even want to touch that stuff
1: yeah i mean you literally just you're you get so tired that you fall asleep and don't wake up
0: yeah what it what it does is it it shuts down it it shuts down your organs it it puts you in a state where you go to sleep and you go into such a deep sleep that your organs start talking to each other and saying oh this is it he don't need me oh he don't need me and then really? things start shutting down in your body because they feel like they don't you you're not using it anymore. Right. That's what the fentanyl is telling you, telling your organs like, oh, we don't need you. Wow. And that's what I heard It's like you you basically stop breathing. Your lungs choose or or yeah, your or body chooses senses to, just to stop working. Stop working. And that's why just, they give you those Narcan's because that shocks your body and tells your body like, no, nah, I'm good. Stop wait, doing no. that. You know what I'm saying? But if you by yourself, you're you're going you're
1: down. Done. Yeah, and I knew Michael K. Williams had died from an overdose. I guess I didn't realize it was fentanyl, or I guess at the time I didn't realize how significant fentanyl was. But I guess I bring it up because there's a lot of people dying from this. Yeah, yeah. kids are getting their hands on it, you mm-hmm. know. And one of the stories on the red table talk was about the uh, this 15-year-old girl. Her mom told her she can go over to her friend's house and chill. She decides she wanted to meet this 18-year-old boy that she met online. And next thing she knows, she getting a call from the police saying, you, you need to come down to the hospital. And they like, it's about, is this your daughter or do you recognize his name? And they wouldn't give her any information over the phone, but they made her identify her body and she laying there naked, dead. Mm. You know what I mean? And she's confused. She like, she don't do drugs. Why do you keep calling it an overdose? And overdose is when you intentionally take a drug and you happen to take too much of it she doesn't intentionally take any drugs so it wasn't an overdose call it what it is mm-hmm. I go, well, what do you call it then you know what i mean it's an overdose it's too much of a drug not that you know intentional or otherwise if you took enough of it to kill you you're done it's mm-hmm. an overdose but i guess you know it was on a percocet pill oh a perk you know um and the guy that gave it to her stuck around and he said i gave her the Well, actually, what he did stick around, because get this shit. This is one of the things I wanted to talk about. In New York and in other states, if somebody dies in the uh, accidentally from overdosing from a drug, regardless of the role you played in that actual activity, if you call it in, you're let off the hook. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is call it in. So he called it in. He said, yeah, she's here. She, she, She overdosed. And that was it. He's free to go. So the mother's like, we need to figure out who this dude is, what's going on. He eventually reached back out to the mother and said, look, she came to meet with me. I gave her a Percocet. She said she wasn't high enough. I gave her another one. Mm. End of conversation. So you intentionally gave an illegal substance to a minor child that led to her death, and there's no consequences because you called it in. Wow. What is that? That's crazy. How do we get to that point, man? How is that even, as you would say, a thing? A thing. How right? is that a thing? That's not, should That's be, not that a should thing. not be a
0: thing, though, at all, dude. That is crazy. That shit happened. And she was,
1: you know, she was, she had never told her story before, so she wanted to kind of get out there. And, and let people know, you know, it don't matter how old your kids are. And you really don't even have to intentionally ingest it. It could just be absorbed into your skin yeah. and you're done. So you're talking about a white powder, you know, that's essentially the shavings of a pencil or less is enough to kill you
0: yeah. dead. And it it's taken out take much.
1: everybody. I don't, I'm trying to better understand this. Now, we don't have a guest today. I'm sorry. You, got, you just got me and Ken. We just go do our thing, so this will be a short episode, you know. But it's it's getting to the point where people don't know how to identify it, yeah. And that's the part that's kind of scary. Well, they're
0: starting to mix it with other drugs. So yes. it used to be, they use fentanyl to cut heroin, mm-hmm. which is a drug of choice for some people. Right. Then they start switching it up, and they start putting it into the. Uh, the cocaine, the powder, right? Which now you're tricking your, your customers. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, if they can't if, see it, if, if I'm thinking I'm buying Coke and it's laced with fentanyl, the effect is gonna be different on me, right? You know what I'm saying? Now, of course, everything is chemistry when you're dealing with stuff like that, right? And if they do it right, you should be able to live. But most people don't do it right.
1: So that's my one and only question for this episode. <laughs> what the hell is right?
0: Well, it, it's... there's so
1: many people who have had...
0: I'm not saying it's uh, a, it, you, there's no right, basically. But no, I'm just but saying... No, there those, is because it's used in the medical field. Yeah, yeah. They
1: intentionally give you fentanyl during... Yeah, like, because it's
0: supposed to be yeah. gave to you in very, very small dosages. But the way that they're cutting these drugs now peels even weed drinks drinks anything like it's 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 kind of getting to the point where do you want to do drugs anymore cuz right. you can think you're doing one drug and you're really doing another and right. that's how I, my cousin died of, of that and he had fentanyl in his system but he was he thought he was uh doing coke like he really? always do yeah he ended up doing the the coke and the it ended up being the fentanyl in and he never woke up but the How person old was he, oh, he was around my age. We okay. We're around the same age. So, but the person he did it with, which was his girlfriend, she woke up, right. but she couldn't get him up. Right. So it was like I don't know. We do this all the time. I don't understand. You know what, right. what I'm saying? But she the one called it in. I don't think she went to jail either, though. Like, because okay, she called it in. I, yeah. I don't know if that's the case in Ohio. I don't know right? if that's what it, yeah. I mean she wasn't she was basically a user so it was like all right Right. you're a user you're not the drug dealer usually they they're they're looking for the drug dealer right so but if you're the person that gave the
1: drug to the person that ended up taking their life how are you how's that not
0: because at the end of the day you're just the user that didn't die
1: you guys were both doing it i guess in that case it's a little different because they were both doing it but in the case of a Adult given a minor an illegal substance. It yeah, like he should have went to jail. Yeah,
0: if if that's the case, then no, you can't. Um, you can't yeah, get you, away. You can't walk away from that. You shouldn't
1: be able to walk away. From so that. one of the other stories that was told during this episode was the comedian, um, Fuqua, whatever his name. Oh yeah, was yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That died not too long ago. So mm-hmm. I guess it was for them. They had went and did a show that chick, uh, whatever her name was. They do this episode, and I hate to say, that, say it like that because I actually would rather not say her name. Mm-hmm. But these four faint friends get together. Well, him and her were friends. There was another guy that she kind of knew and the chick that she met that day. So they had this show. Everything was great. They said, it's normal Hollywood activity. Go back. You do a couple lines of coke. Next thing I know, you know, she said when it when they did it, it was like 6 o'clock in the morning by the time they got out of this show and got back to the room or whatever. By the time she woke up, it was 11 p.m. mm And she's trying to figure out, why is it dark outside? Why can't I feel my legs? Why Mm. is everybody sleeping? So she's trying to get a hold of her friend, the the other dude, and she's calling to him and she's like, oh, he must be asleep. So she says she picked up something and threw it at the door and he didn't flinch. Mm. And that's when she realized, oh, shit, something's going on here. So she called her uncle. And by the time she was able to, you know, kind of get her wits about herself, he was there. He checked the dude's pulse. He's ice cold. They called the police.
0: Oh yeah, you know,
1: because if you don't get them up in time, it's over with. Right, but how does she wake up? So this is the part I don't understand. Is it, is there something about your personal chemistry? Oops, something about your personal chemistry that allows you to live through it, and other people can't.
0: Right. I I mean, I guess it's it's up to your organs, basically, how your Um, organs took it, or how much. Was in your particular part of the drug, you know what I'm saying? Like the concentration of the, of the yeah drug? of the of the drug. Because if you get a, enough and it's able to kind of like shut you down, shut right. you down. There's nothing That's you can it. you can't come back from that unless somebody knows that you're going down that road and they tell you the Narcan was is the easiest way and the homemade way is to throw you in a ice bath. Really, and shock your system and you will wake up. That'll do it. That'll that'll wake you back up. Usually, Man. that was the the home remedy of yeah, like nodding off. Like, oh, put him in the tub and some ice. He'll right. he'll wake up. Just make it cold, hmm. and it shocks your body. It, it, your body has to have a shock to say it's still living. You know what I'm right. saying? And once you get that shock, then your pulse comes back because your pulse keep going lower and lower and lower until it's just gone.
1: Man, that is insane. That yeah. is
0: the, that is about the creepiest way to go. Yeah, and you just think you're just sleeping this little nod and you just, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I, I know people who have, I, I don't know people who have done heroin, but I've read books yeah of people who done heroin and that's the part that they like, the nodding right. off. You know what I'm saying? I like the nod off and just going to this right. little nod thing. But if you nod too far, you're not coming back.
1: Yeah, ain't no nodding back. Right. That's, that's insane to me, but It raised a separate question, which, I don't know, some people might think is weird, but (laughs) the question becomes, if fentanyl is so toxic and so deadly at such small doses, why do we put so much effort into the death penalty, into lethal injection? When you can just... Just give them fentanyl, let them go to sleep. Be done with it. Shit's everywhere. It's literally everywhere. Yeah. It's got to be cheaper than the four administered drugs and shutting down your... Just, if it's going to... Just go to sleep. You say you want a humane way of doing it. What's more humane Man. than just letting them go to sleep? Let them nod off high as
0: hell. High as a kite. Go on <laughs> your best... And you deal. just... Go. And that's it. Turn Don't nobody it. touch them. Just let them go ahead him and hit nod off and let them go. Right. Now I, now, I wouldn't doubt if that's part of... Part of the death penalty when they injecting you with that stuff. There's probably some of that in there. <laughs> You're saying, but because uh, it's supposed to be, I guess, painful. I mean, painless. I mean, when you get the yeah, but the way they the way
1: they do the lethal injection is they shut your body down in stages. Oh yeah, they shut the nerves, they shut the organs, they shut this, they shut that. Okay, they shut off
0: the heart. Mm. Well, why? Right.
1: Just here you go.
0: Yeah, take, take that, that. Take go that. Be back take to take your take cell, take we'll come and get you later. Right. I mean, the body I, bag. Yeah, you can, you can. <laughs> I mean, that
1: would make it that much easier. You don't need a show, you know what I mean? They kill me with the whole visual. I mean, I get why people want to make sure that the person that took out their family member is, you know, meet their fate or whatever. And I can I can hear people saying, don't let them go out high, let them go out in pain. That's how they went out, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But they can't do that. It's inhumane. Right. And it's expensive. Right, and it takes forever to do it. You know what I mean? You putting people on death row for years for something sometimes that you know they
0: didn't even do. Sec- right. Yeah, right. They, that's a whole nother <laughs> right. issue. Yeah.
1: But then they're they're sitting in a cell. We're feeding them and we're clothing them and they're paying for the utilities for them, all of this space for decades, and then they die in thirty seconds.
0: Yeah, that's that's the way our system works, and it's crazy. Yeah, I, I really. I just don't. Fentanyl. When fentanyl hit the scene, I was like, um, everybody. I guess the black community looked at it as a money maker because that's what it became. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, fentanyl makes way more money than anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's You only the,
1: need so little of it to make you it. You only work.
0: need so little of it to add to something to get everybody saying that this is the best thing to do. You know what I'm saying? And they want to do it, and that's usually how people get hooked and the whole thing of a drug dealer is to try to get their customer hooked to the point where they always coming they back spending to all their money with them you know what i'm saying i and mean i get drug sales right that that's the easy part what right. i don't get is drug use and and drug use i i think people chase highs clearly and I, I i never got into a chase high type drug like i don't want to I don't want to be high out of my mind. There's right. there's nothing I want to be that high and out of re- touch of reality. That I want to be that high. Like right. I don't even like to be drunk. I don't drink a lot. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't even like to be drunk. And I've been drunk before, and I told myself I'll never be drunk ever again because mm. that was like a feeling I never wanted to feel again. Like oh my sick god! And all that. No, it was it wasn't sick. It was like uncontrollable. Like I couldn't control nothing my body from alcohol yeah my body was Mm. overheating oh i found myself in a dizzy space i couldn't hold my head up it was just all bad like i couldn't Mm. control nothing that was going on that's how drunk i was wow drinking on an empty stomach and that'll do it and it it take i took probably like four shots of some alcohol down them quick too boom boom then all of a sudden probably like 30 minutes later I'm in the kitchen with my head under the sink, talking about something. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's going on? I'm wow. sweating, and I couldn't. It, I couldn't control it, so wow. I said never again.
1: Yeah, <laughs> alcohol. I never. I mean, I've been drunk before,
0: but some um, people have a different yeah. reaction to being drunk, though. Like I just get drunk. Yeah, some people have a different Like, outcome. I remember my drunkenness. Like some really? people get drunk and you don't remember. Yeah. I remember that whole episode and told myself I don't want to ever go through you that every feel again. That <laughs> wow. I, me
1: personally, I've never taken a single narcotic outside of a hospital
0: mm.
1: or a prescription right for the sake of surgery or something of that nature. So I can't tell you, I can't tell you the difference between an upper and a downer. Right. I understand how they're supposed to make you feel different, mm-hmm. a depressant or a, or a stimulant. Mhm. I don't have those experiences. So right. I will never attempt to speak to these effects from the position of experience. And I'm not assuming you do, so I don't necessarily want to go down that road, but what I I guess what I want to shed a light on is the frequency in which these things are really starting like tear households up.
0: Yeah. Well, it started with these you know, back in the day we had the ecstasy, ecstasy pill right. craze. Right. And not interested. Um I participated yeah, I and remember it's, you, you mentioned it. It's, it's one it's one it's one of those drugs. It's a one of them uppers. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you get it's it and way. you feel amazing. Right. Everything is amazing around you. You love everybody. Yeah. It's just like one of those and uh it started to kill people because of the ingredients that they start trying to make them more and more powerful because after after a while, if you start taking them the first time and you fall in love with that feeling, mm. you're just taking them all the time. Maybe you're doing them every Friday. Maybe you're doing them every day. Mm. After a while, that effect doesn't happen anymore. You're just popping pills for no reason. Mm. But What's... are you still in a constant
1: state of high? For somebody on the outside looking in, do they still see you as inebriated?
0: No, you're you're not even uh, with ecstasy pills. It was never like you could notice somebody on them. Oh, really? No, because it's just like one of them things that you pop, and you're feeling good. Only you don't way look no, any different. You don't look any different, but the only thing is you're you're very talkative and you loving <laughs> everybody. So it's kind of your behavior. Okay, you know what so I'm saying? The way that you're you're right. you're feeling, and they be like, "Is you on is you on a pill or something?" Right. You're doing too much. Right. <laughs> this ain't you, Right. I you. And I I never, I didn't get into it, like, heavy. Like, I tried it, like, on some pure pressure type thing. Like, all oh, right. Shit. Give me—I'll give you half of one. Boom. I'm going to tell you what it's going to do to you. You'll be all right. And right. when I did it, it was like, oh, I was all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right. And so then— I, So what did it take for you to stop? Or did uh, you stop? I don't I, know. I, no, I— popping pills i probably did it maybe like twice or three times in my lifetime period okay so it wasn't nothing that i was like chasing trying to keep that going it was just like in the moment the person i was around you know what i'm saying if if the person i was around was popping it and he was like here here, go all right i'll take it with you i know it ain't gonna do nothing to me Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna be happy all right bet let's do this and I guess that's the reason why I bring it up, because again, I got teenagers. I
1: got a teenage son, yeah. which we know, you know. I got a younger daughter coming up, even younger than him. These kids are the ones that are, you know, enticed, like you said, through peer pressure to try to stuff drugs out nowadays is without different. knowing what they're getting themselves into. And that's the thing; it's like totally this shit is different. This
0: shit will literally kill you. Percocets. I, we didn't have Percocets, but like I said, we only had X pill. Yeah. So the perks, the Zannies, and all that stuff. Right. The extras that they got now, ah, these kids is on drugs, drugs. Right, and they are. It, it it gives them motivation to do killings. It gives them motivation to do things that they never would ever do sober. You right. know what I'm saying? Like right. a lot of these rappers talk about it in their raps. Like I, they'll even say I don't have to pop a perky to murk somebody, or right. I'm a pop a perky and murk somebody. Right. It's like so that's what y'all do. Y'all pop the pill and then go out and do something stupid. Right. I I, I mean, I don't get it. I get get the
1: need to find yourself in a different headspace because life is shitty sometimes. I get that. And I get the fact that people in a position of influence and opportunity will create something to take you out of that headspace. And if I can get rich off of it in the meantime, so be it. I don't get why the government doesn't crack down on this. This war on drugs that's been going on since, what, 1982, 1984 It is the the biggest gimmick in the history yeah. of mankind.
0: They're not really... They don't care if these kids is popping drugs and doing drugs. They don't... But see, that was the thing that kind of, you know, to me seemed like the eye-opener. It
1: was like all of a sudden... Like, cocaine was never really the one that was going to kill you. You got to take a lot of that yeah. to, to actually die from it. Crack was specifically... In our neighborhoods, you didn't have to take much of that to die from it because somebody was probably gonna kill you if you was on it because you act like a fucking idiot. Yeah, but and it's, it's crackheads
0: that's been doing it for years and for years dead. because they because they
1: <laughs> built up a tolerance to and it they or it. they figured out right. how to do it right. But you know when you started getting, into, I think it was heroin was probably the first one that really started yeah. taking people. The one that out, they black, otherwise, up. yeah,
0: that's the one that was killing everybody. Right. they shooting it, right. and I'm like, uh, what makes you take out a needle and poke yourself?
1: And stick that right in your blood. I mean, but it didn't. It didn't discriminate. Color, age, nothing. No, no, And no you would think that would make people say, "Well, wait a minute. We got to check this drug thing." But instead, it's been amplified a hundred times into all these other creative as chemical compositions. And I guess the reason I'm. I'm conscious of it and I'm concerned about it is, for one, you know, kids are getting exposed to it. Mm -hmm. You know, Xavier just started watching uh, uh, Breaking Bad, Mm -hmm. right, which is one of the the greatest shows of all (laughs) time. But he's seeing firsthand. I mean, he was conscious of meth. He knew what it was. And, like, he said, dude, that's there's like 30 different names for this drug. I'm like, yeah, I know. And that's the thing. You know, to some extent, parents want to try to keep up. And you always see these videos of the 900 different names and the different variations. Yeah, but it journey. always changes. It's always changing because they're constantly trying to code it. Code it. Right. Yeah. It's like it's like security
0: yeah, patches got, for We your gotta cell switch phone. it up. Right. The, the Feds is on us, y'all. Let's
1: let's switch it. Call it something else, <laughs> put it in a different package, make it look like something else, mm-hmm. keep it moving. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what they know. But about.
1: these kids, these 12, 14, 16, 18, 20 year old kids, they're not the chemists in the labs figuring no. out these formulations. Where's that source?
0: I don't I Who do you blame I, for this shit? It has to be your uh your OGs basically, I guess. I would say it would be them that kind of teach the youngins what to do and what not to do, but are they the formulators of uh, these drugs? Or are they the or, ones that actually made the Are they the ones
1: that said, "Hmm, let me see. How do you create a drug that's odorless, tasteless um you know, it's and 100% deadly. Mm. What what I, what compos- composition do we make up to make that? I don't see your average drug
0: dealer doing that. These got to be some really that's smart why they say, scientists. That's why they say when you go to jail, you're in street college. Well, I get that. Because as soon as you go to jail— you're gonna run into somebody who knows how to do something and gonna give you the game, and then when they give you the game, you get out and start doing the game. But do
1: you, but you don't make fentanyl on the street. You, uh, nah. You it's you
0: got it got to come from
1: somewhere. That's what I'm saying. Forget who it comes from. Yeah. That's the pharmaceutical companies, right? Why did you make it? You can say, "Oh, we made it for the sake of the hospitals and, and surgery prep and all." that. Come on, man.
0: Yeah, like you made a drug and then. Made it accessible to the community, which is the
1: worst part. Yeah, oh, we didn't have nothing to do with that. We didn't make it accessible to the community. Somebody stole it from the hospital. Somebody did this. Somebody did that. Somebody intercepted it. Come on, where's the the accountability? Yeah, where's the accountability for the fact that we have something on the streets that keeps coming back onto the streets? Mm -hmm. So even if you know the bears or the pharmaceutical companies, Pfizer, whoever it was created it, they gave it to the pharmacies and the doctors. The doctors are selling it on the street. Okay, let's blame the doctors and the pharmacists. Mm-hmm. So stop. It's not like you don't have 900 other ways to treat
0: somebody that's about or to Or somebody surgery. could be just really giving out that formula of what it is.
1: Why would you do that?
0: It, I, I, for the streets? It might it might be something that somebody bought. Like I'll pay for that. You know what I'm saying? Just to give it, just to get it on the streets, and I'll make a lot of money. Oh my God! We we, we somebody had told me one time I was uh, having a conversation uh, with one of my friend's fathers. He's he's a drug dealer. Well, I don't know if he is now, but back mm-hmm. then he was. And I was talking to him. Me and his, his son was talking to him, and he was like, you know. I had told him I worked at the hospital, and he was like, "You right. know, if uh, if you can get your hand on some liquid morphine, right, we'll be counting money on the flow." And I'm like, "What he know about what, what what liquid morphine can make in the streets?" Right. It was something that he knew that he was like, "If I can get my, if you can get your hands on that, we'll have so much money it's ridiculous." You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, "Why would I risk my career?" To right. try to go find liquid morphine on any hospital floor and be like, oh, that's what that is? Let I me mean, snatch that.
1: It's ultimately it's lean to the fifth power. Yeah. That's what I mean, that's
0: what you're gonna do with it. That's what you're gonna make with it. Yeah, I ain't know what he was gonna do with it. He just and he's a an old like, of course he was he was a five. I think he was like in his fifties or sixties. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, what do he know that I don't know about liquid morphine that's about to make a lean. lot of money in the streets? Lean. Off sir. <laughs> it is just strong it's just a stronger variation of
1: it you mm. know what i mean but i just i don't know i i'm worried about my kids yeah i get it Be, and, and you know again and I, we kind of went over this if you don't have kids i'm not going to say you don't worry cuz you got nieces no, and I, nephews no i i worry i already know what else. my nieces
0: and nephews are right. into and how i i think the reason why my nephew is paralyzed to this day is because he felt like he needed to pop a pill and go do something stupid Mm. And which caused what he did? You think he was under the influence? Oh yeah, when it happened? yeah. definitely was. It was there was no if ands or buts about it. because right. sober he wouldn't have never did it. Right, you know what I'm saying? But high off drugs, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go do whatever. You know what I'm saying? And show off for my friends. And then you know, when I started thinking about people
1: like um, my mother mm-hmm. and the Goodwin guy that was killed a couple years ago, mm-hmm. these are older people. Just going about their day-to-day lives, but exposed to these nutbags that could easily just, out of sheer amusement, kill you. Yeah, what a substance!
0: They can put, and all you have to do is touch it.
1: Right. Just touch just it. Just put it on the rim of your cup. Put even, it on your doorknob.
0: Even even if you're book. in the if you're in the facility, like they say, when people be doing be making these drugs, like mm-hmm. in their basements. It was a it was a story that I heard that a guy was in his basement doing making these drugs mm. and damn near killed himself just off of just being around in it. the environment. He right. had he had gloves on. He had everything on. But somehow, some way, it still got in the system. You know what I'm saying? And he ended up damn near fainting down there. And if somebody didn't come down there and see Walking him laying up, right. there like something wrong, he was going to die. Trying to make something to go sell. Right. Same thing with the meth labs blowing up like yeah, all blow over. The yeah, case. take it. We're gonna it's... take that chance. But if if I make it through this shit, I'm gonna be counting a lot of money. Money, <laughs> money is killing us. Money is not the root of all evil, but money is killing us, man. Dude. This is it's it's getting out of hand. All you have to do is be a I I I I try to stay as far away from the streets as possible. My mom called me the other day and was like. Did you, you know somebody got shot on Dove, which is a street mm. we used to live on? And she's like, you know who that was? I'm like, my I don't do nothing in those streets. I wouldn't know yeah, who chick. got shot. You know what I'm saying? It was a chick. And she was like, oh. I was like, I mean, more than likely it was somebody young. and so 42.
1: Probably 43,
0: forty three. No, the one that I the one I seen, it was an eighteen year old boy. Oh, this was more recent. Okay. And yeah, this is more recent. Eighteen year old boy and he didn't got into some type of shootout on Dove and got killed. Mm. And two other people got grazed with bullets. And I'm like, Oh. But I didn't know him. Right. And uh I think my brother uh knew him. But I didn't know him. I mean, I, yeah, I don't 18. hang around. Why would you know young people you know an 18 year old? Right. in the hood? I don't. I mean, I don't really go back there often. <laughs> right.
1: I don't know, man. We in a we in a real difficult space, and I, I guess the reason why it's something that I'm becoming more and more conscious of is because I'm in a space where you never really know. You know, in a studio, you never know who's going to come walking through the door. Yeah. You never know what their intentions are going to be. You know what I mean? But you're trying to create a safe environment. So, and and things are about to change here pretty drastically. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been talking about this for a while, and now it's finally starting to come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I got to be a little more conscious. But the average person that goes into a recording studio isn't necessarily of the business mind that I am. No. You know what I mean? They're typically, I mean, there's a lot of street dudes that are willing to pay the money for a great sound.
0: Yeah. And we're in a position to to give
1: you a great sound. Yeah. But I'm not in a position, nor am I even interested, in your extracurricular activities. Yeah. So when it's all said and done, in an effort to avoid some of this craziness, a lot of the bullshit just won't come through the
0: door. Yeah. You know and what that's I That's mean? how you have to do it. Um, most of the time, it's like um, you just got to know your clientele. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, if you're trying to build something big, usually uh, your clientele reflects your uh, product, basically. Right. So whatever you're offering, if they're willing to pay for it, then they have to be serious. You right. know what I'm saying? It ain't no walk through the door, I'm paying some little cheap price, and then I'm just going to go and do what I got to do. Yeah. No, it's not that, because if I'm letting you just do that, that means that you taking your money and doing all your extracurricular That's going to come, that's going to spill over into my area. And I don't want that. Right. I don't want no kind of parts of whatever you into. I don't even want none of that drama. And and what's crazy about that is when you look at the cost for
1: recording music, Mm -hmm. you know, the the scale is like anywhere from $25 an hour to $300 an hour. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do you justify that? Yeah. Well, because in certain parts of the world, in certain parts of the country, you got dudes fighting for forty bucks an hour, yeah. sixty bucks an hour. Like if you can get fifty, you doing all right. If you yeah. can get seventy-five, you killing it. Yeah. But there are certain areas, like you know, we was just talking about this, me and somebody else, about a facility in Pittsburgh. They're charging hundred fifty bucks an hour. Yeah. For a hole in the wall. Yeah. Like it couldn't come close to comparing to what we have here.
0: Yeah.
1: And they getting hundred fifty bucks an hour from
0: everybody. Yeah. And. and- in that case, it becomes uh I ain't gonna say even say supply and demand because at the end of the day, um, it's just the area that you're in. Like in California, you're paying big boy prices right. to record anything. There's nowhere you can probably get a twenty five dollar hour session unless you're in somebody's basement. Right. Here, everybody in it, it's like a million engineers. Everybody I, I still get DMs and my DM saying, "Bro, you need something mixed or mastered?" Really? And I'm sitting here like, "Dude, don't you know I do this? Right. I didn't post a picture saying that I do this, right? right. <laughs> Why would I pay you to do something that I already do, right? So, but that's how flooded it is. Like, I didn't, I didn't got like three different people just hitting me up saying that, like, need some mixed or mastered. No, I don't need nothing. So, do you think it's a matter of what
1: we're doing here that makes it? so so much more competitive because i don't i mean i find it hard to believe that there's more audio engineers in northeast ohio than in miami yeah i mean atlanta where the rate is starting at a 100 bucks an hour
0: i wouldn't i wouldn't say uh certified you know what i'm saying like Anybody can be an audio engineer and claim exactly that. there are? I did it for years. I didn't wasn't certified for years. Right. And people still came to me and recorded with me. Right. Only because I knew what I knew. You know what I'm saying? Like you could literally teach yourself this whole game, but you got to be very, very into it to teach yourself it. But if you go to school for it, now your worth becomes way more than whatever it is because you've been investing in yourself. Now you like, I know what I know, and you can't take that away from me. Let me go ahead and do my job. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But it's just hard out here when it comes down to, like, people just... I, I mean, we live in a, a poor city, you know what I'm yeah. saying, where people don't have money, but they got dreams and ambitions and want right. to do stuff and want to make music, but they don't want to invest in themselves like they supposed to. And a lot of them, I I have to tell them every time, like, dude, if you don't invest in yourself, you're not going to make it out of here. If that ain't the tagline to everything that I've been trying
1: to say for the last 18 months. Yeah. You know what I mean? Individual after individual coming through the door. I'm like, here's your platform. Here's yeah. your space to create your opportunity. But you got to invest in yourself.
0: I can't do that for right. you. I can give you the space to the do this. The knowledge, the the, the clientele the right. of all that but they don't see it like that they see it like i just need to make some music right i got a beat i'm trying to put it down and then i want to go back to my friends and let them hear it what is 25 that bucks you? an hour and if you want 125 bucks an hour thanks
1: but no thank i'll do it in my basement
0: and then they thinking if they if they get the song and then they put it on spotify or on the platforms it's gonna blow and i'm like Dude, you know it's how many songs is on the <laughs> <Right>. internet? <laughs> There's no way that it's gonna blow Hundreds without a without a marketing plan or something. Right. Like you gotta you gotta plan this thing out. It just ain't like put post it and tell everybody to go listen to it on your Facebooks and Instagrams and everybody just start clicking. Nah. Right. There's got to be a plan behind it. Only your, only your truest friends going to click it maybe once or twice They right. tell you that it's raw. And after that, they don't want to hear you ever again. Like, Right. All they, right. they back to Kanye and, and push it to you. Until you make a new song, then they be like, all right, I'll click that one now. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's why they be trying to tell you, like, flood the market. Right. Just flood the market. Just you know content. what I'm saying? Just put a whole bunch of content on there before you know it. Everybody going to be listening to you because you got too much content. But Doesn't work like that. It worked back in the day for, like, the Lil Wayne's and the, you know what I'm saying, the Gucci Mane's when they did it. Yeah, but look who they were under. But they were under a big label. Right. That's a whole different ball game. You got somebody pushing
1: your product that's already established. Already doing it. If you're trying to start from scratch, you got to have a plan,
0: man. You can't just start. Yeah. I just seen the video today. Uh, it was a, a guy, and he was talking about um, uh, how— he went to a. He was talking to some radio execs, and he was like, "Uh, if I gave y'all a whole bunch of things talking about um, uh, gay, anything gay, would y'all play that on the radio?" And they're like, "No, huh? music, it, it, music, yeah, anything gay, y'all, can y'all play that on the radio?" No, we're not gonna do that ever. Let, what about if I told y'all? To play something about um uh I don't even know. It was like just church or something. It was just weird. And they yeah. said, no, I'm no we're not playing it. And it was like, but what if I told you that I got a whole bunch of black people telling, telling, uh saying that they're gonna murder each other and kill people? You know what I'm saying? Would you play that? And the radio station was like, uh, let me think about that. Cause it's a market for it. What? Literally, this is what the this was a white guy talking. And he was t- he was saying this in this video, and I'm saying like, wow. what the hell? Like he was like, dude, they wouldn't they wouldn't touch gay anything. They wouldn't touch a certain they won't they won't touch certain things. But if you say black on black crime, oh, it's a market for that. Right. And some people will listen to that. You know what I'm saying? And he's not that. It wasn't well, like, not, no not yeah, a lie. It's you not false like, that's that's really a thing. Like soon as somebody started talking about shoot shoot them up gang gang stuff everybody want to listen.
1: Right. But nobody listen to NF or, you know, uh, Logic no. or Hobson.
0: No. You know what I mean? You even got people trying to down the Kendrick Lamar album. And I'm like, Man. are y'all serious? That's right. a great album. Like, right. I- I'm literally on my timeline. dude. like, oh, the Kendrick Lamar album, trash. I'm like, oh, this dude is crazy. Yeah, everybody keeps
1: saying he's out of his element. It don't sound like normal Kendrick. I'm like,
0: he that sounds like it in five years. It sounded like normal Kendrick to me. Right. If you knew who Kendrick was to begin with, yeah.
1: This guy won a Pulitzer Prize. That means he can write. That means you got to listen. That means he you got to pay a, attention.
0: And, and I think that's what it is. People don't want to. They pay don't want to listen. They want to hear a beat. They want to hear somebody with a catchy uh, chorus. Right. And and what they saying in, in the song really doesn't matter at all after that. Man, Big Boy. I think I brought this
1: up when Big Boy out in L. A. Had interviewed him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking about Duckworth. Right. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I ain't got time to try to figure all that out. Just tell us what the story was about. He was like, no. No. If you don't get it, you don't, then I wasn't talking
0: to you. Right. But no, I'm not about to do that. Yeah. See, people just don't, people, everybody want every, all the music dumbed down. Why? And I'm like, dude, like, that's why, one of the reasons why Jay-Z kind of got out the game when he right. did he kind of talked about it in some of his last few albums yeah, like Island, I had to yeah. I had to dumb down myself just to make some money. Right. But after a while that shit became irrelevant like I'm not about to keep dumbing down myself. If y'all don't get it, y'all don't get it.
1: Yeah, that's why Eminem was so hard on himself about Revival cuz he was like I put a lot of effort,
0: blood, sweat and tears into Revival and people called it trash. That was probably my best CD. Because it ain't it ain't have no kind of dumb nothing in right. it. Right. Everything I had to think about. No, I don't want to think. I just want to listen and be dumb. The Duh. Right. Duh. <laughs> that's stupid, man. That,
1: that's what we've come to. And we gotta shake that. Somehow. I don't know. Because the drugs ain't helping. The industry is making everything so much easier to ignore. Mm-hmm. They're making it so easy to ignore education, family values. Uh, motivation, self-development. They're making it real easy to ignore that because that ain't interesting no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Ignore the fact that uh, Roe versus Wade is about to get overturned. Ignore the fact that gas is almost $5 a gallon. Ignore everything that matters. Let's right. pay attention to what
0: does us and, and I think it started out as one of them things where um, it was the world of the unknown. Black people... Speaking of the world that's unknown, meaning jail life, meaning right. gang life, things yeah, it that was were supposed to be yeah. secret. Right. And and sacred to that culture. Right. And then all of a sudden everybody just started putting it in their wraps and saying, This is what i this is what we do out here. And I get that, because for a long time, there was a mystery that was the black household
1: to yeah. anybody that wasn't black. Right. And we were such a small population. It was like, gee, you know, they're popular. They're angry. They're attractive. They're this. They're that. They got the cool clothes. They got the cool music. What is it going on in those environments that we're missing? And then you got the Tupac's and the, you know, these artists that come out and say, this is what you don't know. Yeah, DMX. I'm going to take you in my backyard. Yeah, I'm going to really like, give you
0: the down, grittiness
1: the, the of it. The realness of it. And it's like, oh, now that's interesting. Yeah. Now everybody wants to buy that. Everybody wants to hear that story.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's something that nobody knows nothing about. And then once you know about it, it's like, if you didn't know, you like, oh, I didn't know. Right. Then if you did. There's an awareness, right. If you did know and you kind of was like in the dark with some of the things, you're like, oh, now I understand. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's like. All right. And it created
1: an awareness, yeah. which is good. But the problem is internally, it, it, everybody said,
0: "Oh, my story worse than his." It became a oh, my story a, worse a than culture, his. and right. that's what they start calling it, the culture. And right. it's like, all right, so if I'm not part of this, then I'm not part of the culture, now, right? Are, are you? That's what you're trying to tell me. But the, in order to get notoriety, you had to one up the guy before you. Yeah,
1: I've been shot five times. I've been shot nine times. I shot three people. I shot five people. I mm-hmm. shot ten people. I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you first. Yeah. All of a sudden they both dead. It's like, come on, man. Seriously? That's what we that's yeah. that's the race? That's
0: exactly how it works. That's the race. <laughs> and then and then everybody mourns you and say you was the best ever rapper that ever walked the face of the earth while you dead and they right. making no more music. Right. Now you was the best. And then the next guy comes out, he's talking about how
1: he's the reincarnation of you. And then the next guy come out, and he's talking about you weren't really all that important to begin with. And now you got a whole society of people going, You can't say that about him. Right. You can't do that. Now you've been you know what I mean? And this, but it's all infighting. Yeah. Cause everybody else is still sitting back eating popcorn, like, hmm, this really
0: is interesting. Go. I had no idea. I'm the popcorn eating person too. Right. And I'll be sitting there eating my popcorn, like, wow, really? That's what he chose to say or Right, do, you took it there? Right. What are you what are we doing here? Like what? for what? What are you trying to accomplish? I just feel like we need
1: to be trying to accomplish something yeah. with the actions that we take.
0: I mean, it's 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 a time right now for our culture period to actually win in a lot of things. Yes. And for people to take our culture and turn it into something totally negative and and put it in a whole little different type of realm where the society will say uh oh no! We need to take that down off the pedestal. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, I mean, our culture right now is like one of the number one genres out there. Period. But
1: we're the ones that's bastardizing it. We're yeah, the ones I, that's I, we are. Yeah. But
0: and and that's because of our ignorance and right. our and and the young people that's coming up listening to the people who win it now saying, "Oh, I can do this," and adding more dumb stuff to it. But I do feel like and.
1: You know, I think part of it is environment. I do feel like there are kids now that are so aware. You know, we were talking about this whole gender identity thing last time we were on. Mm -hmm. Kids being a lot more vocal about wanting to be different. I think because they want to be different, they're willing to entertain differences than, you know, their environment or what they were brought up in. So, yeah, to some extent— You know, it's troubling because there's still that whole process of making decisions and having to live with them. But at the same time, you got kids out there now that are like, you know, this whole shooting thing ain't really all that cool. Mm -hmm. This whole race thing.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a lot of them. It's like, dude, this is not what I'm into. Yeah, I'm not on that. So I'll participate in the dances. I'll participate in the family reunions And I, I mean, all that stuff that makes everybody happy. Right. But then when it turns violent, I'm not with that. Right. But if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time just because you're, you're trying to participate, anyway. right. you know what I'm saying, in the culture, as they say. Or you you're stuck. End up dead.
1: You know, there's a lot of people that are just stuck. You know, my family forces me to be oh, yeah. here. I, I'm I just have no in choice it. but to be in this environment. You know. All my cousins we, is right. in that. We go into the cookout. Uh, I mean the cookout's in the hood. Last time I was over there two people got into a fight. Mm-hmm. There was just a news story about somebody getting shot. We go into the cookout because that's what we do as a family. Yeah. Okay, I'm uncomfortable here now.
0: Yeah, and you I, go to the this cookout.
1: This what I'm gonna do. And some shit pops off. That's why I didn't want to come in the first place. And maybe I make it out. Maybe I don't. And then what you gonna do? Oh, I can't believe I lost my baby at the cookout. Mm-hmm. Your baby didn't want to go.
0: We was just trying to have a good time. No, your baby wanted to sit at home and play his video games and because chill.
1: Because he knew you. All you, all you ever talk about is how crazy this neighborhood was. All you ever talk about is how bad it was when you was a kid. Now you want to take me over there, and I'm supposed to enjoy myself
0: just because my grandma lives in in yeah, that in that come area. On, man I'm not about to do that, so I mean there's a maturity piece as much as there is an
1: accountability piece mm-hmm. at some point it's like all right, you know what i'm not i'm I'm good with that mm-hmm. I, I didn't been down that road, I don't want to put anybody else down that road, so you know when people look at me and say you you didn't changed or you know I thought you was going to do it this way, why are you doing it that way because it ain't about you mm-hmm. This is about me trying to ensure that what I'm feeding, what I'm pushing forward is beneficial for the people behind. Yeah. It. This this is your opportunity to be a part of that. Don't ask me to be a part of what I used to be a part of. Right. Exactly. Expect me to be a part of what I'm trying to build. Yeah. And you can come with me or you can stay where you at. Yeah.
0: You
1: know what I mean? But it's, the, it's, this, it's this drug culture. It's this gang culture. It's all of these things that's got me. Because, again, you know, with Link's Not changing, I'm, 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 I'm engulfed with all of this yeah. hostility and yeah. all of this trauma and all of this anxiety, mm. and I'm seeing this, and I'm thinking to myself, like, who would put you in that situation? I'm talking to kids that are like, you know, I'm scared to go home. Why? Mm. Because, for one, I got to walk home from school, and I got to walk by past people that bully me. Then I got to walk into a house with a parent that's beating another parent, mm. and a brother that hates my gut, and somehow I got to go to sleep, even though nobody's going to feed me and I'm too young to cook, and then wake up tomorrow and start all over again.
0: And they process.
1: wonder why these kids killing themselves.
0: Oh yeah, what the fuck? What are you doing for them? Where Nothing. is your participation? It's kids their- raising kids, bro. A lot of a lot of it when it comes down to our our generation and and, and uh, people i I look at it and it's sad to say, but I am even in my family, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. My sisters uh don't raise their kids they they're out doing the the stuff the kids do right. as grown people, right living their best lives. let's say that right. Meanwhile, your kid is somewhere trying to mimic what you're doing because that's all they see. Right. You know what I'm saying? They don't see what a kid They don't know how to stay in a child's place because the, all they see is grown people's stuff. Right. So every time they see you doing grown people's stuff, they like, oh, I want to do that, too. I guess that's what humans do. And those kids grow up to be adults. <laughs> and they grow up and to have be— have kids. And have kids. And here we are. And then we, they do the whole cycle
1: all over again. And it just amplifies. It gets worse that second time and third time and fourth time around.
0: It's a it's a terrible thing. I hate, I hate seeing it. I, I try to put my mouth on it every now and then, especially in my family. Yeah. But I've learned that it doesn't work in one ear and not it's, the other. It's it's either uh, real real defensive, right. like when you say something, oh you ain't got no kids, what you know? Uh I'm just I'm just in the window looking in, and I'm right. telling you this that what this I'm ain't seeing. looking right. Right. And it's gonna end up being bad. So now I just learn to just really keep my mouth closed. And let them, once it happened, however it happens, they end up venting to me, and I say nothing. I just be like, I, I can't—I don't want to say I told you so because that's being insensitive. So it's like— Shit, that's the truth. It's the truth, but I, and when it comes to family, you don't want to be insensitive. Like, listen— You say you— me, oh yeah. You. So I just don't. <laughs> I, I could give two shits. I've, I've tried. I've, I've look. I've tried to say I told you so right. and got scolded about saying I told you so. So right. now I'm at a point where it's like I'm gonna let you tell your story and I'm gonna just right. not say nothing. You know what I'm saying? And you tell your story. So, you know,
1: I, I don't want this to be a long episode because I really want people to hear this and I kind of want to just cut it off. Yeah. Because it's like damn, this is, I mean, you can't just leave us hanging like that. This ain't about me leaving you hanging. This Mm -hmm. is about you dealing with the problem. Because the fact of the matter is this is a problem that's in so many households Mm -hmm. and we all know it. As much as we try to avoid it, it, we can can try all day long. We all know this is what's going on in Mm -hmm. these households. We got to start dealing with some of these issues. But I'm going to tell you something that I found to be very effective when it comes to dealing with some of these issues. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to Deal with the people that are in the thick of it. Deal with the people that's on their way into the thick of it. Into it. Right. These younger kids are much more
0: thirsty for solutions than their parents are for help. And if you give them, them those solutions, they'll choose a better, a better path. Oh, you got to say, hey, listen,
1: I know that's your big brother. I know he doing something he shouldn't be doing. I tried talking to him. He don't want to listen. I must show you what's about to happen. And if I'm right... Or if you know that this is about to go the wrong way, then you need to commit to me right now mm-hmm. that you won't follow in that same path. Some peop, Sometimes it's just too late.
0: Yeah,
1: You know, your mama ain't listening. Your daddy ain't listening. Your older brother ain't listening. And you see what happened to your uncle. Mm-hmm. You see what happened to your cousin. They're doing the exact same thing. I don't want that to happen to them, but I'm going to stop it from happening to you. To you. Somebody got to get engaged.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, you got to get in there. You got to get in there early. It. Yeah, you got to get in there it. early. Yeah, you know what I mean, and, and it, I I see me doing it with my with my nieces, my nieces more than my nephews because yeah. my nieces listen. You know what I'm right. saying? Like the girls always kind of be like, "All right, I quit." You know what I'm right. saying? Like they might get into trouble. It might be a fight or two at school, right. and they did have been in it because they got their mouth on something. But that's only because they learned that from their mama, so right. that's what they do. <laughs> But at the end of the day we're going to stop that with the girls and end up be like listen you can do better and you can be a better woman you know what right. I'm saying it's 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 way worse for y'all females than it is for males to be on your own and out here doing and that's bad it. and
1: i think that's why they're much more susceptible to yeah. lessons to to teachings i should say class yeah. I, I think i even said that in one of the episodes it's real easy to teach a girl something yeah boys have to learn it yeah the boys got to bump their heads first they got to learn it through trial and error, and girls, you can basically put it in the, in, on, on a piece of paper and say, "Here's here's the instruction. Here's the game plan. I would advise you to follow it." And they'll try. Yeah, a they'll boy, really, really try. Here's the instruction. Ah, let me try my way first.
0: Yeah, okay. my friends doing it. I was, I'm outside. I, am, right. I ain't trying to hear nothing you talking about Unk. or it. Just I'm just not hearing that. Right. But we got to keep talking. We yeah. got to keep telling them. We got to keep trying. Yeah, it's the interception that's that's going to be the key to not letting it be a generational curse yeah, on our there has, our, our, right. our um our culture actually.
1: It, there has to be a shift in the the balance between those who are willing to listen and those who have already given up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the ones who are willing to listen will seek certain types of answers, mm-hmm. especially if you encourage them to be vulnerable to you, to open up to you and say, hey, look, there are certain things you just don't know. And I get that. But I'm standing here willing to help you find those answers if you're willing to tell me you have that problem. Hmm. That's the vulnerability piece. You got to tell me that there's something going on that you need help with in order for me to help you do it. That's the part. We don't talk about our business. That's why black people in therapy, we don't talk about our business. I can't tell you that I have an issue. That's not what we do. We deal with it. That's why therapy doesn't really exist in our community. Yeah. But if if you're willing to tell somebody, hey, I have an issue, and I could really use some help finding a solution, nine times out of ten, somebody's gonna listen.
0: Well, it's Mental Aware Mental Health Awareness Month. That's why we keep talking about and it. We need to very. I mean, so much is is going on with with everybody um, mentally um, and. Nobody really wants to tap into it. They see the signs and don't want to say nothing. And it's drugs like, are not the answer. Drugs ain't the answer cuz you don't know what you're going to get. Violence is not the answer. It's right. just not it's all this crazy stuff that people gambling, are doing. Like like Xavier said, an addiction
1: is anything, you know what I mean? Anything. Anything. <laughs> anything you do in excess for pleasure, for pleasure. It could be drugs, it could be gambling, it could be violent it can be lying it could be hiding mm-hmm. it could be sex yeah you name it
0: yeah you definitely can be addicted to all those things
1: anything you can literally you can be addicted to sleep mm. yeah because that's what makes me feel good.
0: <laughs> makes me wake up and say, dang, I need to get some more of that. <laughs> right. You could be addicted to hurting yourself. Mm-hmm.
1: Mental, aware, mental health is a real yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And everybody is trying to tell you, I got a solution to your problem. Take this. Smoke that. Drink this. Pop that. And then you're gone. Then you're gone. Well, that's the, There's the ultimate solution to your problem. Problem solved, you're gone, and they still here. But that's here. not a solution, Chilling. right?
0: Right. Like On I, to the next one. I I, I introduced you to it, mm-hmm. and I didn't go as far as you did into it. Even though you thought that's what I was doing, right? But that's not what it wasn't what I was doing. I just wanted you to do it with me. So I got you hit, and you took right. it to the next level. I'm gonna take one. You go take one.
1: I'm gonna take two. You go take one, two. Yeah. I'm gonna take three you going to take one, two, three. <laughs> Before you know it, you'll be sleep, Sleep. Done. Somewhere. Gone. I'm going to raise your pockets and be on my way. Mm-hmm. And if you don't show up the next day, wherever you were supposed to be at, all I got to do is dial 911 and say, hey, I found somebody that overdosed. And I'm good.
0: And I ain't got to <laughs> go, go to
1: jail. I go on about my day. That is the craziest thing That is in the, world. the
0: craziest thing. That literally ever. blows my mind that you could do that. If I can call the police and say, Ah, oh, he overdosed. We was just doing drugs together, and he did, he did it. I did it, and he didn't wake up. Right. Not where did you get it from? No. Not who who gave it to him. And then, and nine times out of ten, the person who still lives gonna say, Well, he gave it to me. Right. Dead people don't have a. Dead opinion. people can't tell you where he got it from. <laughs> I, he brought the drugs to the situation, and then he died.
1: Parents, <laughs> parents. I don't care how old your kids are. I don't care how grown your kids are. I don't care how certain you are about your spouse or how old your parents are. Everybody is getting exposure to something that can kill them. Mm -hmm. Intentionally, unintentionally. Don't touch it if it don't look like it's what it should be. No. I I mean, literally, if I saw salt sitting on the table, I probably wouldn't touch it. I probably wouldn't either. You know what I mean? If I go to a restaurant and, oh, somebody left some... No, I'm not brushing the table I'm off.
0: Not, I'm telling hey, come, come get this. Come clean that. Right. <laughs> I don't know what that is.
1: I know I mean, I'm scared to cook in this kitchen. Like, don't pull out the flour.
0: <laughs> I don't know the difference. I don't know the difference.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it better not be no goddamn fitting all in my house <laughs> I will burn that boy to the ground. So, look, like I said, I don't want to make this long. Um, it's been a rough week for a lot of different reasons. Uh, my accountant died this week Oh, really? Yeah, You, remember, I think you met him The uh, one we went to the... No, not that, no, 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 no The one that set up the business
0: Oh, you know what, I never met him yeah. I, just, I I died this week him. What? Yeah Wow, mm-hmm. from what? There's natural causes? It wasn't natural I can't say what it
1: was, but it wasn't natural What? And it wasn't expected mm. Went to sleep Friday Didn't wake up Monday Wow. 34 years old. Wow. Living the life.
0: Living mm, the—this mm, mm, dude mm. had
1: everything he wanted in life. And then some. Wow. Ain't nobody safe, dude. Ain't nobody safe. <sighs> including you and your kids. Mm, so, mm, mm, mm. we go in it on that. Harsh, harsh note. Harsh note. We go in it on that. Ain't nobody safe. Including you. Including your children. Check on your friends, check on your loved ones, and check on yourself. And thank you for listening. This is AG's Convos, and we are.
0: AG's Convos, we're going to show you how the world goes. AG's Convos, we're going to show you how the world goes.